Hi, I'm Rachel Salzberg, a mindset and leadership coach and founder of the movement and podcast series, The Riesel Revolution. I believe that every person has the potential to create a story of transformation about their life that's so great, it serves as an inspiration and model to our families, our communities, and our organizations. This podcast series serves as a platform for people to have a voice, and it serves as an inspiration for you to write your story. It's my mission through this podcast series to help people to realize their potential by resoling and connecting with themselves and then resurging with confidence and empowered to share their gifts and purpose with the world. Please join the movement by listening to The Riesel Revolution. Hey everyone, I am on beautiful, beautiful San Juan Island, again, one of my most favorite places in the world. The, the San Juans just again bring me back to center, and I am with uh, Denise Rundle, who is such a special person in my life, a dear friend, um, as well as an inspirational woman to me. Um, I actually met Denise Thanks, about Rach. 10 years ago. I can't even believe it. I know. And um, helping your organization, you and your organization, and you allowed me to um, pilot a workshop series called Leading Through a Different Lens. And it was really exploring what leadership was about. And um, at the end of the day, it's mindset and how mindset determines every action you take and any result that you get. Um, and it impacts everything you do uh, and success in life. And so I really, really appreciated the opportunity and over the years getting to know you. Um, and so I would love to uh, have Denise and invited her today. Uh, just keep going because I think, you know, Rach, I can, I can just say that um, I'm so glad we get to do this. And um, the work that you did with my group was so inspiring for me and I knew instantly that we were going to be simpatico right that we would think about things the same way and the what the work that you did with the women in my group was so great because it helped people to be vulnerable and open up and sort of shift some things that um I feel like kind of brought back um power to people and so anyway, I'm so glad that we've been able to uh, be friends for all of this time and the impact that you had was really great. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, one of the things that really resonated with me and I think why we've connect stayed connected over the years, personally and professionally, is that we really value mindset. Yes. And how mindset, especially during this unprecedented time, is one of the most um, important things that we can possibly use and uh, create kind of a discipline to build resilience totally. and to navigate uncertainty. And the other part of this is as human beings to share our stories with each other, to help people transform, to help um, provide some insight and guidance and share tools and disciplines for people to be able to navigate change together. Yeah. And I really believe that individually, if we transform internally, really understanding kind of what our own belief systems are that hold us back yeah. and then being able to develop a sense of purpose is how we want to contribute to the world then we all can have confidence to take inspired action to transform the world i love it and right. so that's why we're here and so i want you first of all to introduce yourself to the world and um telling people what you do not only what you do but what your daily disciplines are in terms of managing your mindset and how you navigate change 
Yeah, okay. Well, um, so I have uh, worked at Microsoft for 30 years, and the, the career that I picked was uh, customer service and, and support, and what that means is, is kind of a constant, um, never-ending set of problems and challenges. And I've been at Microsoft for a long time. In the early days, there were, um, it was a high conflict kind of environment, and I had to really develop um, a lot of my own disciplined practices to stay centered through all of that, to be a parent of young kids with all of that pressure and um, mindset and, and the coaching that I've had have helped me so much. And I've really thought about that a lot in this COVID situation because I knew that I would be challenged more probably than I'd ever been challenged before in my in my work circumstances. So I really took some conscious steps towards building resilience, kind of proactively to think that through. And it's helped me so much. And if that in any way can help someone else, I'm happy to, to share what works for me. We, I would love to hear that. And, and I know that you know we've had a lot of conversations about how to intentionally shift your mindset. So yes. not only when as a leader you shift your mindset, but then you create an energy for others and permission for others to do. So how would you yeah. model, how would you describe kind of the disciplines that you've intentionally created for yourself? Oh gosh, there's so many different things. I think um, I would start actually with um, with health and well-being. One of the benefits that I've had of being a, um, a leader at Microsoft is that we have so many good teachers. We get access to great training, and I've gotten to talk to even Olympic athletes, and um, I've learned a lot about what it takes to manage my own energy, and I've had enough success in experimenting with things and, and trying what the research says works. Having enough success with it to just decide I'm going to go hardcore and I'm going to take what I've learned and I'm going to really embody it and do it. So just the basic things that everybody does. I'm very disciplined getting, about getting my sleep. Um, I am hardcore about eating clean. I haven't had any sugar um, since my, uh, my youngest was born, which is um, like... 24 years or something. Um, I am really intentional about what I put in my body, knowing that it creates more sustenance for me. So I'm really disciplined about those things that I think are kind of, in some ways, maybe they're a little boring, but some of the other things that I've been learning and practicing and putting into place have helped me so much. Um, the, the, um, 10 minutes of meditation to start my day, really getting intentional about, okay, what, what kind of person do I need to be today? Um, what is my most important priority for the day? And, um, you know, starting my day with that kind of centered energy, mm -hmm. right, with meditation. And um, I've been really disciplined about finding... Um, Finding balance, like because because I learned that when you achieve small goals, 
um, you get a boost of uh, endorphins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I set out all of these silly small goals for myself when COVID hit, knowing I was going to need these endorphins. So I set goals that I wanted to be able to do a cartwheel. (laughs) I set goals that I wanted to be able to do the splits. I, and I just spent 15 minutes of practice doing these things. And I found that it absolutely worked just even practicing it, not even being able to accomplish it. I felt proud of myself and I felt the endorphin hits and, so anyway, I, I developed a whole bunch of different things like that going into COVID, knowing I was going to feel depleted from how much energy I was going to have to put in. And uh, anyway, all these little energy management practices helped me so much. I love it. I love it. And what I'm hearing you say is really about focus. Yes. Right? And tuning out the noise and creating those goals for yourself um, and then ha- and then following through develops your own self-confidence, but it also creates um, momentum yes. and motivation yes. to continue. So then it builds the muscle and the practice. So how would you say um, th- how, you know, because I'm a believer about neuroscience and how your yes. thoughts and belief systems and your actions build the new muscle and it takes practice and consistency. So yeah. how would you change, how, how would you describe it relating to kind of your cellular structure in your brain? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, there is, uh, there's so much behind I can and I will, you know, so when I know I'm going to be doing something difficult, I'm looking at this and I'm telling myself I can do hard things, mm-hmm. right? I've done so many hard things, right? So just that sort of, this is going to be hard and I can do hard things, right? This, so gosh, one of, I think it might've been Landmark Forum where the first time I saw the power of the difference between but and and, where in your mindset, if you say, I want this thing, but it's gonna be hard, or but this is in the way, like that you, you, you set yourself up to not achieve what you want, but if you, if you look at the thing that you want and you say, um, I, I want to be peaceful through this difficult work time and it's going to be really hard, but you're saying I'm going to find that path. It's just kind of being in a positive, mm-hmm. in a positive mindset and acknowledging Yes, it's going to be difficult. So when those things do happen, they don't knock you down as much. Right. You're setting yourself up intentionally to say, these things are going to challenge me. I will find my path. And here are a few things I'm going to start to do to make sure I have the energy to, to rise to that occasion. And it works. Yeah. You know, I love it. And I think what you're also talking about is the power of word. And I think, you know, one of the first things that we did with your uh, team and organization was talk about um, how the the relationship between body, emotion, and language. And so your words have power. And so I remember for my, you know, this was one of my first big workshops and I was very afraid. And I remember working with my coach and she's like, well, how do you want to be? I said, I want to be relaxed, calm, confident, just as I am with 
you or with friends or in nature. Yes. And I practiced that power of word and envisioned myself, which then shifted my emotion and then relaxed my body. Yeah. And so the power of word that you're describing makes such a difference and the positivity and just the small essence of a but versus an and yeah. makes the difference. And so we can be just the little things make such a big impact. And so if we're conscious yeah. with our word and focus on a word and then build that muscle, yeah, it's an amazing difference. And that's what you're describing. Yes, absolutely. And there, I think there's also something um, in it around um, when like what you were describing, you could visualize, you could see, you were intentional about saying, this is the person I'm going to be in this moment and you can picture it and you can see it. It's like, we can't picture the worst case scenarios. We have to see ourselves positively rising to whatever that thing is and being that energy and being intentional about it. I think it, you can manifest it. Absolutely. And I think that visualization, you know, one of, um, I heard uh, someone speak not that long ago, he's a leader at Microsoft, and one of the biggest, most profound things he had said to the group was, confidence is an expectation of a positive outcome. And if you think about positivity, and if you think of confidence, and it's the expansion versus the doubt and the fear, and again, it's interrupting, interrupting that to the positive outcome, the positive outcome, and having that expectation, it really determines the actions you take into continuing to move forward. Yes. And so I really appreciated that, and I think that that's kind of what you're describing. And so when um, you have a positive expectation of not only yourself, but of others, how do you feel like that impacts your team? Yes. Oh my gosh. When you're wanting everyone to succeed, when you, when you don't focus on the negative, that's just such an important point, Rachel. I, um, and, but there's something more too, to that. What something that keeps coming to mind to me is that there's also not overly focusing on the outcome, right? But for the sake of this thing, whatever that is for this thing that matters to me, I am going to take some action, you know, some maybe inspired action that maybe takes courage, and I'm going to trust myself to be able to handle whatever comes, and that maybe I cannot control the outcome, but whatever whatever happens, right, I can deal, I can roll with that. And I guess for me, I had to really learn that a lot, and I still learn it today, but I, I focus a lot less on the outcomes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. way less, mm-hmm. right? I don't try to, because um, you cannot control a lot of things, right. right? So I kind of look at a situation and I think about, I, I try to stay positive in as much as I go into it, but I also just try to think about what is the part that I can control. Right. And the part I can control is, authenticity you know I can control my breath mm-hmm. I can control and are my choices loving choices to to everyone like to, to the people that I'm working with my boss my my friends my co-workers I don't know there's there's something about just kind of choosing to trust in yourself enough that you can take an action without even knowing if the outcome's going to be okay. And I kind of 
kind of love that. I love it. And, and you really hone in on something that um, it's choice. And one of the biggest ahas for me, it was um, just as you're saying, um, that we have way more control over our emotions and our thoughts. And so rather than letting our emotions run us, that we actually have choice in how we think and how, and how we focus. And then we have control in how we respond to situations. Yes. Life is happening yes. to us, right? Yes. Whether it's this unprecedented time of COVID, but it's how we respond yes. and we are actually in choice. Um, in our ability to do that. And the other thing that you brought up, which I really loved, and I just wrote a piece on it actually about, you know, life is a rocky path, but yes. there's vibrancy in the journey. So rather than focusing on the outcome, it's really yes. about the journey. Yes, and your choice is every rocky bump. Yes. How are you responding to that inside and out? Exactly. And trusting in yourself because you've tr you've overcome before. Yeah. So you develop that confidence that you are capable to respond effectively and overcome a challenge. And then that's the muscle that you develop. And if I do fall on my face, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Because if you know you're enough, right. you can make mistakes. You can, you can have bumps Absolutely. and... It's okay, and it's part of the process of learning and getting better. And you know, I think a lot of us struggle with, you know, not wanting to really make a big screw up. I know I, I never want to. I always want to do a good job. I don't want to make mistakes, but I I make a lot of them. And it over the years, I've gotten better at just accepting mm -hmm. that I will make. I will make them and when I do, you know, make it right and just kind of have to know in your core that you tried your best and you're enough. I love that and you bring up another incredibly good point because I think what we're talking about here really comes down to self-love and acceptance of, of your own self versus kind of, you know, we can do all of these things of doing the right stuff of eating well and meditation and um, exercise, etc. Yeah. But um, when we don't love ourselves, we don't feel like we're enough, then all of that stuff goes by the wayside. Yeah. And so how would you describe, like what, how do you describe self-love? How do you describe being enough? Mm. Gosh. Because it's easy to say to someone or it's easy to say to yourself, yeah, of course I love myself, but what does that mean? You know, I, I really trust myself, you know, I am sort of always hyper aware of my own motivations in the moment and I judge myself based on a few kind of core principles. I, Am I coming from a, a loving behavior, right? Do I really want the best for this person or this group of people equally to my own, mm -hmm. right? Am I, am, I, um, am I serving my, am I like being true to myself? Mm -hmm. am, I, am I serving myself by being authentic? Am I lying to myself about anything? And so I have a I have a few kind of principled things that are so long as I live that path, all the rest of it just doesn't matter, 
right? It's inevitable we're going to screw up. It's inevitable we'll hurt someone's feelings, right? Things, things, you know, you might forget something, you know, during a presentation or, you know, um, I, like I lost my patience at work the other day. I was defensive about something that I shouldn't do. Like, you know, we all have those things that happen, but I always fall back to, like, what are the things that are core to what I believe make a good human being? And it's someone who's trying every day and being honest with themselves about their own motivations, mindsets, and anyway. So, like, it because I really try to always come from that place, it's easy to forgive myself of my mistakes and... You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a that's a really long answer to your question, but I think it's my most honest truth about why I can be comfortable in a lot of high pressure mistake situations because I just stay true to those principles. And I think what you know, the core essence of what you're saying is being true to yourself. Yeah. When you're doing things because you think you should. Yeah. Or when if you're just true to yourself because you know you're you're clear on your core values and your yes. principles, then you're not worried yeah. about what other people think. And right. you just do the right thing. And so that keeps you going. And yes. that's when true being true to yourself is self-love. Yes. Yes. I never even thought about it like that, Rachel. That was such a good I love that you asked me the question because I don't know that I ever really thought about it exactly that way. <laughs> It, it's actually, it's interesting because it became very, um, like there's this talk about self-love and how to, and how does this relate to mindset and, um, but it really does become your core values, your core principles. Nobody can compete with you, right? You're, yeah. You can't compete with yourself. And then also understanding your purpose and how you want to contribute to the world. And then you have um, confidence to take inspired action and you just keep doing what you do in alignment with who you are. And everybody has unique unique strengths and gifts. And so we're all human beings, we're all on the same playing field so that you give yourself permission to make mistakes, you give yes. yourself permission and that develops resilience to keep moving forward. Totally. So you've just described I'm so it. excited we talked about that because I really never thought about it. You know, I never broke it down like it, and I think you're so right. And this is what the Resoul Revolution is. It's about resoling yourself by kind of going deep within to understand, you know, who, who you are, what your thoughts and belief systems, being aware of how you talk to yourself, yeah. how you focus, yeah. and then learning how to shift your mindset and then know what your core values are. Yeah, and how you want to move through this world and how you want to contribute and make a difference. And then you resurge with this resilience because to be able to navigate change and uncertainty, you know how you respond, you trust yourself to be able to overcome, then you're a model for everybody else. And that's what you've done to me. You know, you've been a model so because sweet. you just do it. Thanks, so, Rach. Um, that's what the Resolve Revolution is about, is that uh, transforming and being a model to community um, and you are one of the most inspirational people I know because you just inherently do it. And so sharing. I really do. I, I really do do it, don't I? Mm -hmm. I think that really might be one of it's sort of maybe my thing is that once I've once I've seen enough evidence that some, there's a practice that works, I'm willing to authentically invest in trying it and holding myself accountable to doing it. 
and when it works then it's that I don't remember what you said before but it's like it it starts a flywheel of goodness right the flow and the momentum yes right to be able to continue and um, that makes it easier for yourself but then an inspiration for others and a model for others so I really appreciate you being a part of this first episode of the Resoul Revolution and to kind of illustrate kind of the bigger picture of how we can all serve to help each other and share tools and practices but how important really what it comes down to is mindset uh, values purpose self-love and then confidence to help yourself and others um, uh, which gives everybody permission to uh, feel supported so I really appreciate that and you as a leader um, in your own life and and, uh, Microsoft and and the world so thank you so much for joining us that was so sweet um, thank you so um, thanks for the conversation (laughs) until next time (laughs) until next time thanks everyone Please reach out to me if you have a story to share. We'd love to hear from you and how you created change in yourself and developed resilience, purpose, and confidence. You can inspire others to resoul, resurge, to shine, and thrive. You can reach out to me at rachel at facetscoaching.com or go to theresoulrevolution.com. You can also subscribe to The Resoul Revolution on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube to hear more interviews with real people and real stories of resurgence. By listening, you're contributing to the movement, the Riesel Revolution.